Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to-the-point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show. Yo, legends, pumped to have you joining me for episode 33 of Marketing Builder. I hope you're crushing it right now with your marketing, but if not, don't stress, because in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how you can create amazing landing pages that will get visitors to your site to take the action you want them to take. A lot of marketing focus and spend these days goes into digital ad spending. So you might be spending money on Google ads or social media ads on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. And maybe you're even running retargeting ads, those ads that follow you around the internet when you've shown interest in a particular product or maybe just in a topic in general. However, there aren't many businesses that can run digital ads with a call to action to buy and have a high click-through rate and then a high buy rate. Usually, there needs to be a bit more in between the ads and the purchase, and that's where landing pages come into it. A landing page, while it will probably live on your site, although it doesn't have to, is a standalone page dedicated to getting the visitor to take one action and one action only. Sometimes that action may be to purchase something, but it can also be to complete a form in exchange for something like a valuable ebook or a white paper or a guide. The value exchange there is that you get their details and can market to them later. Now, there are two key things to what I've said so far. One, that a landing page is a standalone page. And by that, what I mean is, it's kind of like an orphan page on your website in that while it may be on your site, it isn't part of the normal navigation, i.e. you can't just follow links from somewhere else in your site and get to it. And also that it doesn't have any navigation on it, the landing page, i.e. there is no normal menu or even a logo that links back to the home page. And two, it has a single call to action. Only having one call to action on a page, any page on your website, in fact, is always best practice. But this then marries up with my previous point about there being no navigation. And that's because the idea of a landing page is, once people are on it, it has a singular focus, and that is for people to take the action you want them to. As such, you don't want them getting all distracted and clicking on a menu item and then wandering off to somewhere else on your site and forgetting about your landing page and the amazing offer that you had for them. By having a landing page, you are essentially backing up your digital ad spend and ensuring that you get the best return on investment, i.e. you convert the most amount of people that you can from your ads. I read a stat from unbounce.com that said that 44% of clicks for B2B companies are directed to simply a homepage, not a landing page. Is that what you want? People to click on an ad and just be sent to your homepage on your website and, and hope they find what they're looking for? Of course not. That's why you need a landing page. But what makes a great landing page? Well, depending on your industry and what you're trying to achieve with your ads and your landing page, there may be a few unique pieces of advice. For example, if your target audience searches for your product or service in Google, then I might advise that you optimize your landing page for search so that it shows up in search results. However, if that's not how your audience behaves, I'd probably still optimize for search, sure, but I wouldn't stress a lot about it because with strong digital ad spend, you'll be fine. But generally speaking, I've got 10 things that you should ensure your landing page ticks off. Let's jump into it. Number one, make your landing page responsive. 
This is the one that can kill your campaign dead. These days, most websites see more than half of their traffic coming from mobile devices. So not having a responsive landing page, a page that looks great across all devices, is an absolute killer. Imagine being on your phone and seeing a great ad for something that you're interested in, but then you click on it and it takes you to a page that's all mixed up or squashed and, and you just can't read it, it just doesn't work. Or even if you persevere, trying to complete a form or purchase just becomes all too hard and you just simply leave. Number two, remove all navigation from your landing page. I covered this at the start of the show, but let me hammer this home. Your landing page is there to support your digital ads and those ads have one goal, conversion. As such, your landing page should have one goal and one goal only. It might be to buy now or maybe it is to register for something or to fill out a form to get something in return like a, a discount or an ebook, a white paper, a guide or maybe access a recording of a webinar that you ran. What that means is there should only be one thing for visitors to click on, no other links. There shouldn't be links off to other things that they may be interested in. This includes the normal navigation menu at the top of your site and even the linked logo back to your homepage. So remove them from your landing page. You want a single focus and as such, you need to remove anything that can distract them from clicking on that one and one only call to action. Three, write a benefit-focused headline. Too often, people write about the features of their product or service. However, that is not why people buy a product or service. What they are buying is the benefit that a feature or a set of features provides them. As such, make sure you write a headline for your landing page that focuses on the benefit of what you are offering. It will be the first thing they read. And also, don't assume that they'll read everything on your page. Most people won't. Clearly, communicating the benefit will help engage visitors. For example, let's say you've run an ad for a great ebook that you've written that is a eight-step guide to doing ABC. Instead of having a headline like, download the eight-step guide to ABC now, write a headline that says something like, save yourself X hours a week with this eight-step guide to ABC. The thing about writing about benefits is it makes the visitor think about achieving the benefit and also clearly positions the outcome, the end game. The thing is not everyone understands the benefits of what you offer as clearly as you do. You understand completely and so the features that allow you to deliver the benefits is what you see as important. As such, don't assume your audience can join the dots as to what benefits certain features will provide them. You have to spell it out for them. Number four, pick an image that illustrates the offer. Using great imagery, it's always good. And if you can use images that illustrate your offer and even the benefit, that's amazing. And the key here is to try and elicit some sort of feeling or an emotion. Don't just skip over this step and put in an image just because you have to. Showing your product or service in action helps people imagine themselves as your customer. Plus, it also quickly backs up your copy and that benefit-driven headline I spoke about earlier. Step-by-step -step walkthroughs or before and after photos or even situational photos with testimonials or reviews laid over them are very effective. Sure, video can help as well, but I think it's all, uh, it depends, especially on your resources individually. But you should consider video as well. In fact, using videos on landing pages can increase conversions by 86%. I'd even go so far as to suggest you might split test your images and maybe your videos, but maybe walk before you run and get the images right, and maybe then look at videos later. Number five, write clear, concise, and compelling copy. 
This one's a bit personal. I, for one, hate when I get to a landing page and I'm greeted with a wall of text that tells me someone's life story and I have to scroll and scroll and scroll to get to the price or even the call to action. It never makes much sense to me. People are time poor, easily distracted, and they've come to the page already predisposed to a yes from your ad. Long-form copy disregards all of that and only serves to push people closer to a no and just bouncing off the page without taking any action. Instead, keep your copy short and concise and to the point. Work really hard to cut out any unnecessary words, not just the fluff, but words out of important sentences as well. Get them really tight, make them pithy, but don't go so far as to strip out all of the goodness. You definitely do need to strike a balance on that front. I once heard someone say, maybe I read it somewhere, that the copy should be as readable as the back of a cereal box. I do like that thought. If you love long-form copy, however, and more importantly, your audience likes and responds to long-form copy, then my advice would be to split test short and long-form copy on different landing pages and let the results dictate what you should do. Okay, so that's five out of the ten. It's now time for a break. I'll see you on the other side for the next five, as well as some chat about what sort of results you can expect from your landing page. While Marketing Builder is the name of this podcast, it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff. Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. Okay, so we've covered off one, make your landing page responsive. Two, remove all navigation from your landing page. Three, write a benefit-focused headline. Four, pick an image that illustrates the offer. And five, write clear, concise, and compelling copy. And now we're going to cover off five more. Number six, be sure that your copy messaging matches your ads. This can seem obvious and not a mistake you think you would make, but people do. The thing is, you absolutely want to create the same tone and vibe on your landing page as you did with your ads. Remember, the landing page is there to back up your ads. However, if you created an amazing ad and then later sat down to write the copy for the landing page, or maybe somebody else took on that job, it can be easy to go off on a different path, even if it's only slightly different. And the important thing to remember here is that people were compelled to take action because of your great ad. So stick with that for the landing page in terms of not just the copy, but also the colors and the imagery you used in the ad. You might even find it useful to have a copy of your ad next to you while you write. And bonus points if you have a copy of your persona next to you as well. Number seven, have one and one only clear and standout call to action. 
So this one has cropped up a few times, but it's kind of been mixed up and muddied in with other advice. So it is important to go over it again and, and make sure it's a standalone piece of advice that you really do understand. You have a goal for your landing page to get people to take some specific action. But people are time poor, they're easily distracted, and so you need to remove choices from their vision when they're on your landing page. As such, you should only have one goal and supporting call to action on your page, like a button or a form. Give people one action and one action only. If you want the best results, you have to be militant on this. I'm okay with having the call to action button or form on the page more than once, but they should be exactly the same. They shouldn't be a different call to action or a different action that you're trying to get somebody to take. So following on from that is number eight, place the call to action above the fold. If you don't know what the fold is, the fold is the lowest spot people can see when they first land on a page. So everything in their vision, i.e. anything below the fold, they would need to scroll down to see. So we have above the fold, and we have below the fold. So place the call to action above the fold. Think about it like this. People will see an ad and think yes and click on it. So give them the shortest path to being able to confirm their yes and take action and place the call to action above the fold. As I said before, I'm okay with having the call to action button or form on the page more than once. So it's okay to have it below the fold just as long as you have it above the fold as well. Number nine, include social proof such as reviews and testimonials. Reviews and testimonials are social proof that you can do what you say you can do, but only use real ones, no fake ones. Definitely don't use fake ones. There are a lot of plugins and programs that help display reviews and testimonials on your website, whether that be Google reviews or from testimonials that you seek out from clients and customers. Or if you want to tightly control the design, you can add them in manually on your landing page. That's fine. It plays into the show, don't tell common piece of advice because you are showing how good a job you've done for others who are just like the prospect who are considering your call to action. Number 10, use a thank you page after the visitor takes action. Once someone has taken the action you set out to get them to take, make sure that they are redirected to a thank you page on your website. It helps underline the interaction, but also can be used to clarify what will happen from that point forward. For example, check your inbox for a copy of the ebook, or click this link to access the guide, or maybe even here are some other things that you might be interested in. While the advice is to have one and one only call to action, the thank you page is where you can cut loose a bit and position anything else you want to show or tell them. So let's recap. As I said at the start, depending on your industry and what you're trying to achieve with your ads and your landing page, there may be some unique pieces of advice. But generally speaking, there are 10 things that you should ensure your landing page covers off. And they were... One, make your landing page responsive. Two, remove all navigation from your landing page. Three, write a benefit-focused headline. Four, pick an image that illustrates the offer. Five, write clear, concise, and compelling copy. Six, be sure that your copy messaging matches your ads. Seven, have one and one only clear and standout call to action. Eight, place the call to action above the fold. Nine, include social proofs such as reviews and testimonials. And 10, use a thank you page after the visitor takes action. So let's say you have that amazing landing page in place and your ads are all optimized and humming. What can you expect? Well, the average conversion rate for landing pages is 9.7%. If we couple that with a great conversion rate for Google Ads, and just using Google Ads as the platform example for illustrative purposes here, let's say a, a conversion rate of 5%, that means if a 1,000 people see your Google ad, 
50 people click through and 9.7% will take action. So that's only five people and that's rounded up. Five people will go from an ad through to clicking on it to landing on your landing page and then actually taking that call to action that you want them to. So a simple path, five people out of a thousand will take your desired call to action. As such, you can see that you really do need to put your best foot forward with your landing page. That's a wrap for episode 33. I've been your host, Daniel Oyston, and it has been amazing having you listen to the show, and I trust you got lots of value out of it. Remember, as always, marketing is about finding people with a need and getting them to trust you. Loved this episode? Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is you listen to your podcast. I'd also love to hear from you on what marketing you're crushing, or maybe you're finding something tough at the moment, or you have a question. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston. That's O-Y-S-T-O-N. Or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder. This show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card-sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.